to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brain up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Dietitian Values Podcast. Coming to you on you know the, the second week of October 2023. And yeah, there's a lot, a lot to be held. Um, a lot going on. In Australia, we had a referendum on the weekend, um, the voice referendum, which was looking to acknowledge Indigenous rights, the Indigenous voice within our constitution and therefore by extension within our parliament and decision making and Australia voted no Um, and that's pretty disheartening Um, and I, you know, as a white woman um, feels pretty disheartening and I can't can't really even imagine um, how it must feel for, you know, First Nations people of Australia. in the world, in the wider world, uh, we're seeing the kind of violence and dehumanisation that, you know, um, I feel like I've only really read about um, as opposed to witnessed and obviously not witnessed firsthand, but yeah, being exposed to um, as it happens in real time. Um, and, and probably there have been instances in my lifetime that I've been unaware of, um, shielded from, either from my, you know, as a kid growing up, um, because definitely lots of bad shit's gone down in my lifetime, um, as somebody who is 41, and or through the media and the the spaces of where I got my information from. Um, and there are a lot of, you know, say what we want about social media as far as the potential negative pieces and I know for a lot of people it isn't helpful um but to be able to actually connect with and hear from such a diverse range of voices across so many different issues really brings things you know for me I I feel like it's given me more of a picture of you know what what is actually happening in the world you know it's really supported me to learn and unlearn to really question and critically analyze what I have been taught to believe, what I've been taught to um, hold as values. Um, and, you know, I've talked in the past of different different parts of that, um, you know. Um, so we, it's not really what this episode's about, but I suppose, um, what is this episode about? Well, I suppose I just wanted to talk to that. I didn't really want to do a business as usual episode. And at the same time, I did not want to be purporting or pretending or positioning myself as somebody who had you know, something um, to, you know, quote unquote, educate you on about this and what I want or any of these kind of issues. But what I would really like to shine a light on is values um, in this moment, the values that we see acted out, uh, but also how we can use our values or how you can use your values. And I'll share, I suppose, what's going on for me around values and, and maybe just offer up some hope is my hope. Um, so, you know, we know that we live in a culture, in a, in a society that is 
has a specific set of values. You know, they're the values that are rooted in supremacy, power over and hierarchy, you know, to creating these kind of ranking systems um, to whether you, you know, whether you see that in your work as a health professional of how certain bodies are treated or how certain bodies are treated in the world um, as far as the rights that they have access to and right in this moment in time, the right to live, the right to exist. Um, we see that playing out. Their values of extraction and exploitation based on values of really domination um, and values of, you know, the supremacy, cultural supremacy characteristics, something that I've really um, been learning and, and, and unlearning um, over the years. And, you know, I think it'll always be an ongoing process. If it's something that you're not particularly familiar with um, or it's something you'd like to dig into a bit more, I definitely recommend um, the work by Kenneth Jones and Tima Oaken as a starting point, um, not necessarily as the only lens to look at this through, but I found it was a really helpful kind of consolidation of things. So I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. There's a kind of a list and a summary of the characteristics that they identified in their work together around, you know, how supremacy shows up. Theirs was particularly looking at um, white supremacy, um, but I think you can look at it if we think of supremacy. So supreme so I think of it as a hierarchy I think we can see it across many um, many applications of those power over hierarchical dy- dynamics and obviously specifically within um, within race for sure um, so anyway I'll link to that if you want to do have a look at that or maybe bookmark it for another time um, and so yeah so I mean I obviously am not going to talk to this if I'm an expert um, but I think we don't need to be an expert to to create, I suppose, to hold space for what we what we hold to be true or what we know to be true for ourselves in any moment. Well, that doesn't mean we have to have answers for you know situations outside of us or situations in the kind of like national global context. But I want to, I suppose, encourage you to really connect to your values, to really get clear. And if anything, at times when things are heavy, at times when we see things happening. In our in the world, if they're our immediate world or our, our, our wider world, um, that we you know that that we know is not aligned with our values, or we know we can feel that there is something there for us to get curious about, to really run a critical analysis lens, to not get critical, not as in like criticize, but to use our critical analysis skills. Analysis skills, you know, if you were trained as a scientist, um, and of course it's through a very specific lens of science. Um, but one thing I know that I really took from my training is how to critically analyze things, how to be, you know, when we look at analyzing studies and data, um, and while it's a particular way of collecting information the skills to actually analyze that can be I feel in some instances some of those can be transferred our critical analysis our our ability to reflect our ability to connect to what we know to be true for ourselves our ability to run that critical analysis lens over the information that we are asked to take in and believe now if you have gone on the the path of questioning you know your training as a health professional particularly if you have moved into the weight inclusive um, like non-diet anti-diet space you will have done this work already across you know the information you were taught around how to you know how to approach people 
in the health space about how to work with people in different sized bodies about how to approach food you know even if even you know within just how we're taught to look at food and the hierarchies around it so if you have divested from that or started disentangling from that you've already started this kind of work in one area and what I'd really encourage is just thinking about are there you know spaces or places within within your business or within you know your professional clinical work or within your life um, where you want to apply that same critical lens where you want to question um, the values that things have, that are grounded in to kind of run them through your own values filter but also to yeah add a critical analysis you know to get questioning about where is this information coming from um, I love a very quick kind of analysis um, offered up by Kelly Deals who is a mentor of mine ha- um, has been a mentor of mine over many years um, around you know who benefits and who gets off the hook so who benefits from us acting thinking interpreting things in a certain way and who gets off the hook when we think about things in a certain way or when we take action in a certain way. Um, also, James Olivia Chu Hillman offered up some really great questions for critical analysis, which I think are really great. And I'll link to them in the show notes as well um, that you can go check out if you're wanting to sort of like start in that space. I think the other piece, so like you don't need to be an expert, but you can bring your critical analysis skills two situations whether it's you know what's happening in this moment or whether it's future things that that come up the other piece of course is connecting to your values um knowing your values and again running thing running your values or running what you are holding as your values through your own critical analysis through your own kind of like gut check or your your intuition or or how it actually feels to hold that value and does that value align with how you show up in your actions or vice versa, is how you're acting or not acting, the actions or inactions, is that in alignment with your values? So you can look at critically analyzing the values that you hold because we are always, you know, I know myself, I've been doing values work for, for many, 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 many years. Um, and still, it's it's a conscious choice and a concerted effort um, to you know, really get clear to disentangle them from cultural, social, etc. values. So really doing that work can be really helpful and supportive. And then also once you are really clear on your values, you've got that clarity, you've got that grounding in your values to actually then be looking at, okay, well, what is my commitment to in this moment? What are my actions showing, my actions or inactions? Because sometimes inactions are actually the things that are in alignment with our values. But where are they aligning and are there any disconnects with the values that I'm holding? And what are the other things that are showing up? Because sometimes we can have a commitment to to other things. And I've talked about this around safety um, that can actually get in the way of our commitment and our showing up in our values. So this isn't about there being only one right way, um, that you have to always show up in your values, that you have to always be aligned with your values, but more getting clear on what's going on for you, where there might be misalignment or disconnect and what that means to you, what's showing up, and if there is anything you want to do about that. The other piece and something that, you know, if you if you are not new here, you will have heard me talk of many times is around our humanity as, um, you know, I often talk about it through the business lens of creating a business where you can shop in your full humanity that holds space for other people to do that. 
And that's because I believe our businesses are a tool for the world we want to create and because I want a world where we can all show up in our full humanity and and other people can do the same. So grounding in your humanity, um, grounding in, you know, holding to that or holding that um, as we move forward and as we, you know, take in information and, um, and also as we take care of ourselves. So part of that too is making sure that you are, remembering your humanity in this and taking care of yourself and while yes there is privilege in um in being able to do that in this moment there's privilege in being able to sometimes take time away from social media to to turn off to to find joy to find those pieces um you know holding the humanity of all people is part part of that is you you are people too right so um grounding in your own humanity and still allowing that to exist and to have that despite and also in celebration not celebration of what's going on obviously but in celebration of humanity and you know if we're if we are saying the humanity of all people matters then that includes you right so I think turning our values towards ourselves um, is really really something that we can still hold on to in these kind of hard and heavy moments. Um, the other piece, you know, I was looking at some, um, a, you know, piece of work around looking at, you know, the different roles that people can play within um, within social change and, and a, a model talking about social change ecosystem, which, you know, the word ecosystem always um, I really appreciate. So talking about social change ecosystem map, looking at the different roles, the different interconnections that we can have um, to move towards social change, right? Um, And creating an ecosystem as opposed to necessarily everyone doing, you know, the same thing. Anyway, so it talks about different roles. Um, I'll link to that in the show notes too, because that could be something you might find interesting to take a look at. And um, yeah, one of the, one of the roles, I mean, there's all these like different, different things and I don't think it's binary and, and that everyone, you know, it's just one thing, but one of the things that I suppose, um, you know, really I was thinking about, well, well, what do I see as my role or what do I see as something that is true for me when it comes to social change? And the truth is I'm not a... I'm not probably ever going to be like a frontline activist getting out there and, 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 and that, and that's just not, not my way, I suppose. Um, but what is my way or what is, what does resonate for me is opening people up to possibilities and dreaming, dreaming into our hope and dreaming into our vision for the future. And that's what I'd really love to encourage you to do um to dream into your hope and dream into your future for the um your vision for the world um you know we've talked about this i've talking you know i've i've did an episode many many episodes go called um i think it's called like yeah what's your big picture dream which was really looking at our businesses but also how they nest inside the world um and it can be it can feel kind of a little bit trivial to think of businesses in these kind of moments and we also live in a system where we have our needs that need to be met um but also if we think about our businesses and and how we move forward or how we align our businesses you know to to our 
hopes and dreams for social change, to our hopes and dreams for the future. And I've shared the quote that, um, you know, I've shared this quote many times, but we're, I believe we're planting seeds for a future. And it may be a future, I mean, the quote is, we're planting seeds for a, few, for a forest we may never get to spend time in. Um, I hope we do. And we are planting seeds for something new. And that's really, I suppose, what I feel like resonates for my work. So what I want to really do is plant a seed for you to think about, to dream into what kind of world you want to be part of. What's your hope? What's your dreams? What's your vision for the world? And and having radical hope. And again, this is something that's that's not new, but I want to I want to talk to it a little bit here around radical hope. Um, and these are some words from Rebecca Solnit. Um, hope is an embrace of the unknown and the unknowable, an alternative to the certainty of both optimists and pessimists. Optimists think it will all be fine without our involvement. Pessimists adopt the opposite position. Both excuse themselves from acting. It is the belief that what we do matters, even though how and when it may matter, who and what it may impact are not things we can know beforehand. We may not, in fact, know them afterward either, but they matter all the same. And history is full of people whose influence was most powerful after they were gone. So radical hope is something that I, yeah, I find um well, something I'd like to encourage you to hold on to. It's something I hold on to and ground into. Um, and thinking about that forest, the the forest that we're planting seeds for. What forest, what kind of forest are you planting seeds for? What seeds do you want to plant? It's actually often an, a question I ask when I have guests on the podcast, but I would love to ask you, what seeds do you want to plant? Um, and sometimes we think about this kind of thing, we dream and we hope when we are elated when we're when we're in those phases of of new when we're in the phases of growth and doing things um when we're at our most resourced and and things but I think that hope and dreaming are really useful um and hopeful (laughs) tools when when we are in other seasons and other stages and other times so I would really encourage you if it feels available to you um to dream, dream into your hope and vision for the future of the world, for the future of your world, um, the seeds you want to plant for the forest, even if we don't get to spend time in it. So that's kind of what I want to leave you with today. Um, hopefully that gives you, I don't know, I don't know what it gives you. Um, I would also love to offer up a space for connection, you know, um, another thing that I really talk about is that, you know, things happen in relationship and in relating. And so if you need space to be held or space to relate, um, I'd like to offer that up that I, I have some capacity to hold space around that. So I will drop in the show notes a link to book a cultivate call with me, which is just a free space of coming together to cultivate connection. There's no agenda no thing Um, but in these moments sometimes we can feel alone you know particularly if people in your day-to-day life are not thinking about these things to be honest in my day-to-day life I think I've only had a very handful you know of conversations around the stuff that's kind of heavy on my heart Um, but online and with people that I've connected to through my work I've had many Um, and so if you need a space um, if you wish to relate if you want to be held in connection or um, you know if you need a space to be seen heard and known known that I know that I 
am here to hold that um, if I can. So I'll, I'll drop a link to that as well in the show notes if you if that feels supportive for you. Um, also, don't forget, I'm always here to continue the conversation or if you would love to share with me the seed that you want to plant for your dream for the and hope for the future. I would love, love, love to hear from you um, and hear your dreams and hear your wishes and and offer a place to plant those seeds um, or to speak those uh, little seeds out into the world if that feels supportive. So you can always reach out um, on email, Laura at Dietitian Values or over on Instagram at Dietitian Values is where I hang out. Oh, I think I said for my emails, Laura at DietitianValues.com. I don't think I finished that sentence off. Okay, I'll leave you with that. And until next time, bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and the time you've given to me. If you like what you heard, please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice. Want more like this? Come follow along and continue the combo on Instagram where I hang out at Dietitian Values. I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect. Have a good one. Catch you next time on the Dietitian Values Podcast. The Dietitian Values Podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Ngambri and Ngunnawal people. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.